I want to yeah. sit in that easy chair and kick back. And here comes this story about this lady starting a trout fishing net building business, leaving her corporate life behind. There's not, not much more than God bless America to this uh, story than that. That's the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, folks, thanks for dialing to podcast number 107 for the Wild Game Dynasty podcast platform. Yes, Tina Lewis, as you were just listening to, she started a company called Wayward Trading Post. But, hey, the story has so many facets to it. It's awesome. It's a 30-minute podcast, which is pretty cool. Um, Just a really a neat, feel-good story that uh, kind of born itself out of uh, some creativity that she and her husband had and that was um, heavily influenced by um, people that uh, in her family that had an influence upon her, namely her father, who was an uh, avid outdoorsman. Hey, without further ado, let's roll right into Podcast 107 and listen to Tina Lewis's story on her new company, Wayward Trading Post, building custom fly fishing and trout fishing nets. All right, let's roll. Hello, Tina. This is Gary Morgan calling. Hi, Gary. How are you? Good. How about you today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Good. Hey, I'm calling from Michigan, as you might know or might recall. But, um, well, for our listeners, for our listeners that are so eager to hear what what your podcast is going to be about, your podcast, where am I calling? What's your, your, uh, where do you live? I'm in Philly. Oh, nice. Yep. Yep, so, it's a pretty day here, too. Yeah, I bet so. Yeah, so the, the uh, city of brotherly love. Well, hey, as I always am, very transparent, and of course, everybody on my podcast, including yourself, always want to be that. But um, so we we talked about a couple things before I press that proverbial uh, record button. So that way, I wanted to get a little bit more background on you, not to be nosy, but here we are doing a podcast. But uh, um, you, I stumbled on an article that you did with a uh, with a major publication I I looked at that and I thought oh my goodness um, that's a perfect thing that my wife would love and that's that was I that was one of your nets one of your trout nets and um, I kind of made it a surprise I know she I kind of had to breach that but I wanted it to be a surprise for my wife because she's a has become an avid trout fisherman or, or uh, angler we'll say and um, and so for our anniversary I I uh, actually, the guy, or I should say the delivery person had it sitting on our porch when we came back from uh, an evening out. And she said, what's that? And I said, there's your anniversary present. And I could tell it was. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. <laughs> it was. But she opened it up and she looked at that and said, oh my gosh, who made this? I'm kind of turning the mic over to you. And give me a little history about you and, of course, you have a partner involved in your company, and and where this began and why. So, I started um, 
in a corporate job. And I was in a corporate job for 15 years. And through the course of my corporate job, I've always sort of looked for other outlets, uh, other things that I could potentially do. Um, I always had my eyes and ears peeled for what, you know, what would hit in the market and what I could potentially create a small business out of. Um, and, you know, my dad, and he was a avid outdoorsman. So I grew up fishing and, um, you know, doing all kinds of shooting and archery and all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. and still do all that stuff to this day. Um, but I have never gone fly fishing specifically until the pandemic. And a friend of ours, um, sort of introduced us to it. We were, you know, going out to bars and restaurants as everyone wasn't. Yep. And so when our friend approached us and we, you know, we went out with him and, and hanging out with him, he, he was like, I want a fly fishing net. Can you make this? <laughs> nice. After making that first prototype, uh, I, I, I just knew that it was, it had potential. Wow. And here we are. Yeah. It was, it was a really, really neat experience for sure. Yeah. So you're, you're talking about getting maybe that first custom order. Yes. Yes. Um, and it kind of was like, at first it was like, oh, this is not, this is like way too hard. You know, this is a very hard thing. To, to sort of make this isn't a viable business. Yeah. But when we saw people respond to it, um, you know, I, I just knew that there was something there. And this community is so open and loving and really embraces a lot of the, the music and the mindset that I personally have. You know, I, nice. I really relate a lot to this community. Your creativity then, or the creativity of all those that live in your community, is embraced. It has to be. Um, People really encourage everyone to express their creativity, whether it be building a trout net or or, um, performing as a musician or whatever it might be. Yes. Yeah, you're totally right about that. And they... Um, I grew up drawing, and um, when I did the, the first illustration um, and saw how much people appreciated that, uh, that was really sort of the angle, you know? That was the that was sort of the, the thing that solidified it for me. I was like, okay, I can build something with my hands. I can get outdoors and meet really neat people. And I can explore another passion that I have, which is art and, you know, drawing. So to your point, yeah, this community really, really loved art and music and just really embraced what I was doing. Well, very nice. I'm looking at kind of that calendar. And, of course, I wrote it down. But for our listeners, how long ago was this I mean, it had to have been in recent last few years or so that uh, you, you know, embarked on this uh, on this journey. When was this? 
So uh, that first net, um, that was 2019, I believe. Very nice. And I was doing double duty at my corporate job. Wow. And sort of doing this on weekends. And um, I formed it into an actual company uh, at the end of 2019 and just continued to all of 2020 and into 2021 through the pandemic, just making nets and working my corporate job. Wow. So I left my corporate job in, uh, last August. So we are coming up on a year. Oh, man. This August will be a year that I would have been doing this full time. Wow. And you yeah. say, we say, I hear you saying we. Who's that, who's that person that makes a you into a we? <laughs> so uh, that would be my husband. So oh, very I, nice. um, he is so good with like social media. And he is really good at prototyping and things like that. So um, I brought him in to refine the and standardize and help with social media, which is not my strong suit at all. <laughs> well, isn't that neat, though, when you have someone right there? I mean, your, your loving husband, that he has those qualities, those um, skill sets that you actually needed um, quite a bit to help this company uh, continue to move forward and grow in an organic way. But uh, um, that's pretty neat. That's pretty special that he had those skill sets available. And you also, you said he also was is a woodworker, correct? Yeah, he is a woodworker by trade. So, wow. um, you know, all of my woodworking skill and my artistry, all of that has been sort of accumulation of knowledge over the years. And, you know, I learned a lot from Justin over the years. Um, I, you know, I used to work with my mom on the house, you know, so I always had tools yeah. and I always had a, you know, a metaphorical sort of toolkit that I could tap into as far as how to do things with my hands and how to make things. And, you know, combining that with uh, Justin's knowledge, it really just allowed us to, um, you know, create a product that yeah. is consistent and reliable. What Expand a little bit more because I know you and I talked about this, but your nets are all custom made. We know that. We'll get on, on that a little bit more. But you also, because of a skill set that you have that you just talked about, you talked about really enjoying uh, drawing and you knew you had a, a skill set because you, you enjoyed it. How did you fold that into the business of building trout nets? That is a really, uh, really interesting question. So it was, it, it sort of evolved. Um, so it was one of those things where uh, I had always been interested in epoxy. And um, when I first did the epoxy on the first net, it was our, what has become our logo. 
So this logo is a simple trout silhouette with a bear inside. Yeah. And I just, I filled it with epoxy. And um, it was really, really neat. And I kind of didn't really have any idea what I was doing with epoxy, but had seen some people use it online and stuff mm-hmm. and reached out to Total Boat. And Total Boat is, um, you know, it just felt like it fit since they make products for boats. And a lot of my nets are used in saltwater. Yeah. So um, Total Boat's been a really good partner in helping figure out how to apply those, uh, mm-hmm. you know, epoxy. But it really started as the the first logo with that silhouette. Oh my! And someone asked me to do. Um, actually, you know what it was? I think it was my aunt. My aunt asked me to make a net for my cousin for Christmas. I'm sorry, for his birthday. And I was like, I want to do something really neat with epoxy. So I drew this shark. And mm. it, this was my first sort of like detailed epoxy. Everything had been like silhouettes and things. But I was like, I think I can do something a little advanced with this, you know? Mm-hmm. So after that one, that sort of like brought the whole thing full circle where I was now feeling confident enough to put my drawings into this epoxy format onto the net. And then that, that was sort of the other, um, the, the other sort of barrier to entry where people were like, holy crap, like what is yeah. this? You know? Well, that's the awesome part of it. I mean, the net itself is awesome. But it's it's kind of that um, that additional wow factor when someone has your net that that they purchased from you. You made the net just for them, but you also customized it with a, um, you know, it's just something that is just what they ordered, or this might be something that they sent you with some artwork, and it goes on their net that they're. I know it's a net that they're going to keep forever. Yeah, it's it's really it really is an heirloom piece, and the whole idea is to bring an heirloom quality piece that people can use and pass down. I mean, as I said, my dad was an avid outdoorsman, and so any time if we were doing archery, yeah. uh, my brother and I would we would get a bow. You know what I mean? And we grew up in, you know, lower middle class, blue collar family. And it was really important to me to have a product that could be attainable Mm -hmm. to anyone who was, you know, in a position like we were, where we had a father who was like, really wanted to give us something special. You know, he really... He wanted us to fully embrace the thing we were doing and take it seriously and give us the equipment to do it. And oh, awesome. Yeah, that was important to me as, oh. as this that's, company sort of started growing. That's, to me, that, I mean, that's kudos to your dad. Um, he, he, I don't know if he would call it at the time that he was doing it or that he continued to do it, but that's a legacy. He's built that legacy in his family that permeated through. And now, I mean, look what you're doing, that, 
reaching out to not just inside the family, but making it a business that's reflecting those same values. I think that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. It really, it really does reflect our familial values for sure. I think that's a big portion of why I, when I read that article, and I thought, oh my gosh, I think it just it the article, it just it, it emulated just what you said on on the family values of of someone that takes something simple it really is something simple a trout fishing yeah. net a trout fishing net it's not loaded with gadgets it has almost nothing as far as a gadget on it but it sure right. but it has such boundless meaning and value in each time out a person carries that with them on their next trout fishing adventure even if they didn't catch a fish it was with them each and every time they went out and it sh- it's shared with them the, the experiences of their fishing trip. That's so true. It's so true. It does. And, uh, you know, the things that you carry with you often have just as much meaning as the activity that you're doing oh, with that's it. So, so much. Kind of like the journey or, or the, uh, the uh, you know, the journey is just as important as, you know, uh, arriving at the destination. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that for, for one way that I could sort of take those values and make it something that, you know, my dad would be proud of and, you know, look at and say, yeah, I could have, I could have got attained that, you know, with, with what I had, I could have attained that for my kids. Um, the, the line that I have, the main line that I have is called the classic, and that's, you know, what we did for your wife, and that's sort of the oh, nice. the OG, like, original design with that beautiful walnut handle, oh, and um, the, the cherry accents, and the hickory hoop. I've made that into a product called our our classic line and you can get any of those nets at any time they are handmade by me but i make them in batches yeah so like even if you know even if i don't have any like orders for like a crazy wood or a crazy Mm -hmm. design i'm always making the classics yeah i'm always making sure that i have those in stock so that they are attainable by folks and that they are made in the USA. They are made in Pennsylvania and they are made with Pennsylvania hardwoods. Wow. And I think that that's super important. You're not going to find a sticker uh, that that was imported to the United States from a foreign country. That's correct. Yeah, that's awesome. And not to, not to knock the company that does, but yours doesn't. Yours is just like you said, handcrafted. Yeah. Handcrafted right in Philly. Yeah, and we are a global community, so I agree with you. Definitely not knocking the fact that we are a global community. Um, It's just a really neat thing when you can use your local community to produce goods. Yeah, absolutely. I've ordered stuff from Canada uh, from a couple of companies that I became familiar with when we used to uh, spend a lot more time up there walleye fishing. And I knew their product. I knew it was outstanding. I was so thankful to be able to 
reach out to yeah it's a friendly nation right or friendly country right next to us but that yeah. was that was meaningful too so absolutely yeah so it's just but it's a product that you put your heart and soul in that was heavily influenced by your upbringing and your relationship with your husband and it, it's kind of neat how it came from i think you said one of you guys is good friends i mean he played yeah, he yeah. plays he plays the first order <laughs> he did yeah he did it, it, it was a really really neat experience building it with him Wow. It really was. Wow. Yeah. That's neat. Hey, I yeah. saw this in a, I saw the article. I referenced it a couple of times a little bit ago, but I read about your company and about your endeavors to, you know, through your life of getting to where you're at now, building nets. Where did I see that at? Field and stream. Okay. I knew it was either yeah. that or that or outdoor life, but they're of course owned by one and the same. But um, how did you, how did you, get caught by a writer or the editorial staff at Field and Stream? How'd that come about? So I uh, I was talking with some folks in a local Facebook fishing group. Okay. So it was like a Philadelphia-based fishing group, and a writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer reached out to me and said, uh, this is pretty neat what you're doing. Oh, and awesome. I come in and write an article about you. And I was like, yeah, that would be so cool. Yeah. So he came in and he did an article, um, which I actually have 300 million copies of because my mother <laughs> cleaned out <laughs> the whole tri-state area. You bet. Um, <laughs> of Philadelphia Inquirers that day. Um, but uh, I think that the Field and Stream person had seen the article in the Inquirer. And How did he see something. it? How did he see it? Your mom cleaned out all the, all the newsstands, you know. Must, must have got it online, I'm sure. But that's awesome. I mean, uh, you got to ask that writer, how many articles have you wrote that, ended up in in a field and stream magazine you know i have reached out to him a number of times recently and i was just like hey like like so this specific writer his whole angle is um i feel like we're dropping tons of puns in this <laughs> i hope your <laughs> listeners like <laughs> but yeah so his angle is getting um local businesses and sort of like unpacking you know what yeah. what do you do and how what's your impact on the community type of thing wow. so wow he yeah so i i reached out to him a couple of times over the past few months and i just said hey man um i just want to thank you for like taking a chance and and writing that article about me because it meant something to my family uh, yeah. to have, you know, my parents grew up in Philly. So, yeah. you know, having me in the Philadelphia Inquirer was huge. And then I told him, I was like, and Field and Stream picked it up. And yeah. my father, <laughs> like, there were Field and Stream magazines all over the house. <laughs> so when Field and Stream reached out, I was like, get that heck out of here. Crumble like, yep. Yeah. yeah, that is just full circle. 
Well, you know, no. I want to say, though, and I, I'm patting you on the back because it, it, that's where it needs to. It started there and it's ending there because you have such a neat product. But I, you're, you're not giving credit to the product that you creatively um, with with some assistance with your husband and other input from, you know, just having the influence of your dad and the experiences kind of built this yeah. net. But the, a writer, and I do a little bit of writing, but I have a blog with a, a lot of different articles, probably 150, 180 articles. And those guys and gals that write for a living, as you know, they're always looking for wonderful stories. So I want to say this. I'm going to say it is he probably is thankful that you provided whether it be through the philadelphia inquirer or just in talking to you as well that the content was i mean a made for um angler society magazine and he he uh, stumbled on it we'll say because he probably did and said, mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, I can make in. So it was a gift to him, really, as a writer to provide a the beautiful content for his for his article that he wrote. Yeah, it was mutually beneficial. So that was a well, neat I thing. Well, I really appreciate that, Gary. Thank you. Oh, I'm I am saying it out of complete truth because those guys and gals that write, they are very gifted. But, boy, they are looking constantly for that. Yeah. really nice content filled um, publication type and because they, they know that they can whip an article out and feel so good about it instead of looking at it like a job yes oh gosh isn't that the truth yeah. and that's all we're all looking for at the end of the day right <laughs> oh absolutely for sure yeah yep um well i'm looking at a couple of things here we haven't talked about the name of your company yet? Oh, well, so the company is called Wayward Trading Post. Okay. And um, the name came about because I, I wanted something that felt like approachable, that felt like if you were in the middle of the woods, you could stumble across this place and it would have like exactly what you needed. Oh man! You know, yeah. like hand handcrafted, artisanal, like yeah. warm, cozy, like that's that's. I wanted it to really feel like that, and um, it was sort of like like wayward, like yeah. I'm lost, like I'm looking for something, and I found it. You know, yeah. that little that little uh, uh, rustic looking building just off the shore of that of the uh of the water's edge not a very big place but you open the door and you think oh my gosh this is the out outpost or the outfitters headquarters that i I've, I've been looking for my whole life exactly you can picture it yes with you can with, feel it. with, yeah. a, with a whole bunch of handcrafted customized trout fishing nets hanging up over kind of right where you're going to check out and you're going to look at that and say Man, this person from Philly, Pennsylvania, made these. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we, we. It's true though. I mean, it's just that's when you know that things are going well when you're kind of visioning these things and they're popping in your mind and they're giving you additional creative influences for who knows what might be 
Tina's next uh, build. It might be a trout net, but it might be something a little bit different. But um, you have set the stage for your company, which is what do you you have a website? I do. It's so the website is customflyfishingnets.com. Customflyfishingnets.com. Yep. Oh, nice, awesome. And if someone goes on that website. Do they have an option to uh, give you a call if needed, or is it something they can email you directly? Oh, yeah, they can email me, they can call me, and actually, we just need a builder. So, um, this was something that we have been wanting to do for a while, so I, we would love feedback. I would love any of your listeners' feedback if they don't want to buy a net, but they just want to go on and play around. I would love feedback on the builder because yeah. the builder was something that I thought would be really unique to the industry and allow people the opportunity to go in and just like play around for a while and see what looked neat. Yeah. You know, what combinations do I like Maple Burl? I don't even know what Maple Burl is. What is <laughs> it? And so they can look, oh, you know, man. and they can see what these different wood types are and see how it looks together, all pulled together in um, in that net and wow. what their net is going to look like. That, and that is was awesome. A lot, a lot of work that, you know, Justin um, spent doing with one of his friends who's incredibly um, good with, you know, the, the, the web creation stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm really eager to get people's feedback on the builder for sure. Wow, that's awesome. Hey, anybody yeah. that's ever um, had a strenuous physical job, whether it be uh, moving dirt or laying blocks or whatever it might be, um, I'm the first to say that is strenuous. But I tell you what, there are many a times, give me that job because I can't do the, the, uh, the web, the computer stuff. That's like lifting a million pounds constantly. Like you, I can do a little bit, but boy, I rely on people. Well, like your husband in this case and his friend, uh, that's a skill set that is just awesome. Yes, completely. It's just, and to be able to tap into those skill sets to bring something yeah. unique to our customer base is really special. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at the clock. I'm I'm looking at it, and we're just about at that. Uh, 30 minute mark which is kind of perfect in a way for well what we want to mean mouth anybody but we know uh, us folks in this uh, wonderful country that we live in but um, we all have an attention span that is somewhat <laughs> yeah it is, is. <laughs> oh man but uh so it's it's kind of a sweet spot when we end it you know plus or minus three or four minutes of about 30 and I've got a lot of feedback from listeners, which I really appreciate. They say, man, that's perfect. When you get one in an hour and 20 minutes, that's a little bit long, Gary. But, <laughs> uh, but you know, when you get talking, it just feels right it does. And listening to your story is just that. It, it's a such a feel-good story. It's got that warmth uh, that we all look for when we're picking up a magazine, whether it be the Philadelphia Inquirer, the Field and Stream, or whatever it might be in that 
person's hometown and you pick it up and say, man, I just want to pick this up and I want to touch the magazine. I want to touch the newspaper. I want to yeah. sit in that easy chair and kick back. And here comes this story about this lady starting a trout fishing net building business, leaving her corporate life behind. There's not, not much more than God bless America to this uh, story than that. Yeah, absolutely. That's, That's awesome. This is this is definitely one of those like super thankful to be here and have the opportunities that the country provides. Yes. Type of story. Yeah. yeah. Well, you felt it and you knew it was is a thing that you were being nudged just just nudged in that way that whether yeah. through your upbringing, etc., and you knew it was the right thing and we appreciate the fact that you're pursuing it and continue to uh, like that builder thing that's awesome people get to uh, look at how a customized situation might be and and it helps them make those decisions or in my case pick up the phone and call tina up and say this is the situation at hand what do you advise me to do which i love as well because i really am excited that i've gotten to know you and um love seeing pictures of you guys with the net it's well, really, really heartwarming. You might get another picture if she's she. We were up to the cabin uh, last weekend, and she uh, a, a really nice uh, brown trout. It looked like, I mean, just took it and snapped her line. And they we're trying to fish with light tackle, but still, she had the drag set. She said, and and when it snapped the line, she just looked at me and I said, "It's what happens sometimes." And she just said, "Yep." <laughs> So she said, well, that, that's on my hit list, as she called it. So I thought, well, if, if she happens to land that trout or one like it, you're probably going to get a picture of it inside uh, inside that it. net. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I got it. I got to see it. I yeah. got it. Well, Tina, thanks for, for trusting us at Wild Game Dynasty to do this podcast with you. And thanks for taking some valuable time out of your life and, uh, and sharing your story. It's such a neat story. Yeah, it's a feel-good story, but it's such a neat story when it's it, it organically grew under total truthful consequences, and it's beautiful, and we appreciate you sharing well, it with us. I appreciate that, Gary. Thank you so much, and thank you for inviting me. Hey, you take care, and, and if you have any uh, uh, really cool updates or whatever it might be, don't hesitate to share them back with us. You can uh, send me a uh, a picture uh, or something actually what i need from you because i'm going to post this on on our wild game dynasty facebook page with the link to the podcast i need a a couple of pics of you whatever you want to send me two or three pics and i'll i'll probably post them all to highlight the uh the story as well all right i will do that yeah I'll some, do that. something that uh complements what we just chatted about all right, you take care, and hey, from uh, a Michigander to a uh, to a Pennsylvanian, uh, God bless, and you have a nice evening. You too. Thanks, Gary. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. This week's podcast brought to you by Bourbon Creek Gun Dogs and Guide, Northern Michigan's finest upland bird put-and-take preserve. Our private lands have been carefully groomed to give you a blue-ribbon experience. Bring your dog or have our guide bring their expertly trained German short hair for a fun-filled day. 
At your request, we also guide on other properties. We are located in the heart of Michigan's elk country. Find us at bourboncreekgundogs.com or on Facebook. Or call us 989-858-6799 to book your next upland bird hunting experience. And also brought to you by Bear Feed, Retichuk Farms. Let us help you take the worry out of picking the perfect bait. The only thing you have to worry about is tagging that bear. Stop in, see all the family, and check out our great selection of bear bait. FeedMIBear.com And with that, we conclude another podcast episode with Wild Game Dynasty. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe in your podcast app to receive notifications on future podcasts. Also, please head on over and check out our Facebook page. Be sure to like and follow it to stay up to date on highlights from our clients, turkey, bear, and white-tailed deer hunts. Until next time, guys, stay safe, enjoy the great outdoors, and happy hunting. Mm -hmm.